0: Hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Market Scales Transportation Mobility Focus Video Podcast Series. My name is Grant Harrell and as your host, I enjoy the opportunity to speak with the voices of today's most exciting transportation mobility companies, truly learning what's at the cutting edge of the industry today. And so I'm fresh back from CES 2023 and very excited to share some highlights and some video soundbites that I gathered within the event. You may wonder, uh, why are we talking about CES within a transportation mobility podcast? well i'll tell you so the question that i will uh aim to answer today is ces 2023 as a must attend major transportation mobility conference of the year are we there yet And I can say with 100% confidence that the answer absolutely is yes. And so I spent a lot of time at this year's uh, CES event, uh, met with dozens and dozens of companies and individuals and provided a nice opportunity for them to film a quick video soundbite to share with the Are We There Yet? series audience uh, more about what they're working on and why their company is exciting and changing things within the industry. So I know that you're going to have a lot of fun checking that out uh, within today's episode, which is kind of a special episode. Today we kick off season two within the series, and I think we're doing it right with the CES 2023 uh, recap and overview. So I know it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, for you to watch. What were some of the takeaways and highlights uh, at this year's conference uh, for me? Well, I'll start with um, having a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun uh, within continued support of the Indie Autonomous Challenge. This is an incredible series um, that is autonomous head-to-head vehicle racing. So if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to do so. It's an amazing series and just an incredible demonstration of some of the latest in autonomous and racing technology. So you'll have a lot of fun checking out some video within today's episode about their most recent Race uh, in Las Vegas within CES. I also had the opportunity to remotely operate a bulldozer within CES. So, believe it or not, a non professional driver such as myself had the opportunity at CES right on the expo floor there to remotely operate a bulldozer over a thousand miles away in Arizona. And so, it was a really cool opportunity to try my hand uh, at a bulldozer um, remotely uh, operated, nonetheless. So, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, a lot of walking within. CES this year, a lot of ride sharing and shuttles and the transportation was great. CES did an awesome job at uh, providing uh, transportation within the conference. I also had, um, the opportunity to spend some time in the Tesla loop and so a shot around uh, via Tesla to some of the various uh, venues and meetings within CES so I had a lot of fun checking that out uh, firsthand as well what were some of the takeaways uh, from the conference and kind of key topics uh, that were discussed and uh, exhibited this year within CES well the electrification movement uh, is alive and well and continuing to advance and definitely evidenced uh, within this year's CES conference so EV a major trend so uh, Electric vehicles from nearly all um, auto manufacturers were on display, uh, showcasing their latest uh, models and options uh, within uh, EV technology. So, definitely saw that as a trend everything from charging stations and ev software platforms to make charging your vehicle and your ev fleets uh, even easier so definitely a trend that i noticed within the event Um, autonomous and sensor technologies uh, another trend for sure within this year's event so when you think uh, autonomous technologies think of all of the sensors that are required to enable that so everything from radar and lidar optical sensors and so a lot of really uh, exciting and innovative sensor technologies uh, that were um, demonstrated at this year's ces within kind of that trend of autonomous technologies uh connectivity uh, another major trend within this year's events and so i'm always you know, blown away when I, when I sit in a new vehicle at just all of the monitors and the connectivity, everything from Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and integrating various sensor technologies and not only, you know, telling you where you are and where you're headed and, and how long it's gonna take to get there, but things even like, you know, suggesting uh, various destinations, letting retailers and others know that you might be arriving to get things uh, ready for you, uh, making sure that you're staying connected with all of your devices and your contacts. And so you you really don't, don't lose a beat. You Jump in your vehicle nowadays, and I think you're as connected uh, as ever, uh, maybe even more so in some of the newer vehicles. So that connectivity theme uh, was certainly another takeaway uh, that I saw at this year's conference. Um, I also really appreciated the design of a lot of vehicles uh, that were uh, featured within CES, and so there, there's definitely uh, continued passion on the artistic side and the design side of automobiles, and whether that's commercial vehicles or personal vehicles, um, there there just were a lot of beautiful vehicles that within. This year's event and i definitely want to call that out and share that i noticed that as another trend uh, within this year's conference so those are some of my takeaways Uh, those are some of the highlights uh, of my trip uh, to las vegas attending ces 2023 uh this year um, but I especially enjoyed the chance to grab some quick video sound bites uh, from what I believe are some of the most exciting companies that were featured this year within CES 2023's Transportation Mobility Focus. And I know you're going to enjoy that um, as much as I did. So let's jump to the fun part and um, include some of these video sound bites uh, that was able to record within this year's event. I know you're going to have a lot of fun uh, checking them out and as I did really learning what's at the cutting edge of transportation and mobility technology uh, today. So sit back, relax, and have fun uh, checking out what I believe are some of the most exciting companies featured at CES this year.
1: Well, we were thrilled to be here last year for CES and to set world records with the first ever high-speed autonomous vehicle racing. Um, to be back this year with the pandemic restrictions lifted, to have really I think thousands of people come out and watch this uh, spectacle, it's incredible. And CES is a, is a terrific partner for this. We're so thankful to be here. We're thankful for our, our premier sponsors, Aspire, uh, Luminar, and Cisco. But really the real stars of this are our teams. Uh, they have been working round the clock now for three years uh, to develop these AI drivers. And as you said, they're, they're getting closer and closer to racing like real human race car drivers.
2: Hi, I'm Mindy Elsesser, Customer Experience Manager for Caterpillar Inc. So we're here at CES 2023. This is our first year live on the show floor. We're excited to be here. It gives us a unique opportunity to talk directly to the technology industry. What many folks don't know is CAT has been a leader in technology for almost 100 years now. We invest heavily in research and development leading with technology, helping our customers increase their operations, their productivity, and we're really excited to be here. We have customers right now behind us focusing on the remote op stations. They're able to actually operate our dozer live right now. We have one being operated in Arizona and the other one is being operated all the way in East Peoria, Illinois. So they're actually able to operate in the dirt. Right behind me, we have our 777. This is our smallest mining truck. Operate, you can operate autonomously right now, so no operator in the cab. You can see there's a lot of folks very excited to get their picture taken on it, We're in front of it. You can see how big the equipment is, um, and we have a huge effort on the other side focused on recruiting, so we're bringing almost 250 students through. Um, looking at jobs, interested in technology, and becoming part of Team Caterpillar.
3: I know there's a lot happening right now uh, within mining, within autonomous technologies, and new technologies that are being introduced. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, maybe some of the reasons behind this, or how some of your technology or solutions fall within that?
2: So within mining, we are very focused on helping our customers, one, keep safe, right? So safety is important, especially in mining, making sure everyone gets home safely every day. We're also focused on helping them again with their productivity. Reducing emissions is very, very key. Um, So again, the recruiting effort, making sure we have the latest talent, the latest folks that can help us as we keep striving to stay on the cutting edge. Yeah,
3: that's great. I know recruitment is so important right now, and retention of current employees, and attracting new talent, as you mentioned. Um, are there some things that you're kind of sharing, you know, with some of those, you know, potential candidates, potential employees, kind of the future at CAD?
2: Yeah, we are. So we have actually have a big program that we're bringing them through. We have a tours going through the next few days here um, with the students. So we're showing them. We actually brought here on the show floor um, our hiring managers who have the positions that are open right now. And we have folks in those jobs that are here talking to the, the students. So they know what the day in the life is like and they're able to talk to those folks.
3: I know that uh, I'm really familiar working within the industry of CAT's leadership within technology development. Many out there might not be so familiar that you are such a leader, you know, in commercializing kind of the next generation yeah. technologies. Um, is that something that you know has, has always been important, kind of a driver within CAT?
2: Yes, technology yeah. is key. In fact, one of the yeah. comments that we had is, "Wow, we didn't know this was real." I'm like, "Yeah, this is real. This mining truck is in operation all over the world right now. It, it's real. It's been delivering." Yeah. yeah
3: this is by far the, the biggest vehicle that I've seen at, at CES but I understand it isn't your biggest vehicle that in fact there's others that are quite a bit larger in fact is that true we
2: say this is our baby Your baby. <laughs> this is the baby this wow. is our triple seven yes by wow. far this is our smallest Alan this is our smallest baby the triple seven how big do we go
3: over 400 tons there you go wow. That's <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> well thank you so much I, I really appreciate you sharing some of those insights with us. It's been a lot of fun to get to learn a little bit more uh, about Cat and uh, wish you success at CES. And uh, um, I know uh, the audience will be really excited to, learn, to share today, so thanks for that. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. that. Uh, I didn't know you were doing it. I was just like, oh. I did. I
4: love putting you on the spot because I didn't know <laughs> you. Hi, I'm Jorge Herod. I'm the Vice President of Autonomy and Automation for John Deere. And I want to welcome you to the CES 2023 booth of John Deere we're highlighting a few things here. The, big, the biggest thing we have is the sprayer that is behind me. This is a sprayer that uh, we have been selling a version of this sprayer for about 20 years, but we've equipped it with some really nice technology. In particular, we have put cameras, a very stable boom, very fast processors, and we can now see the weeds. So instead of having to spray everything in a field, we just spray where the weeds are. And by doing that, we can reduce the amount of herbicides being used by about two thirds. We use computer vision, machine learning, computer neural networks, uh, GPUs by NVIDIA, all this cutting edge technology to be able to do that in real time as the machine is driving through the fields at 12 miles per hour, full speed, detecting every single weed as small as a quarter inch. That's the biggest thing we have here. Uh, Behind it though, we have an autonomous tractor. It's a fully autonomous tractor. This is not one of those where you have to be watching and ready to take over, but it's one where you take it to the field, get out of the tractor, swipe right, and the the tractor will completely, fully autonomously do the entire field. Uh, We're working on an application called tillage, which is where you prepare the field for planting and it can do it completely autonomously. The way it works is uh, it has cameras around 360 degrees of the of the system, so it can see any obstacle that is approaching the vehicle, and it will stop if it sees something, and it'll send an alert to the farmer, and the farmer can then decide if it's, it should go around, or it should go through, or it should stop. And this is very useful because a farmer can be doing something else, right? A farmer can go and help on the harvesting, can do something completely different uh, instead of having to be in the tractor. A couple other things that are very exciting is we have a new Exact Shot system. It delivers starter fertilizer instead of uh, delivering continuously. It delivers it only where the seed is. So when the seed germinates, it finds. It finds the fertilizer it needs, but that's not needed everywhere. That's just needed around the seed. So we put it exactly where the seed is and only where the seed is. And the, la- <laughs> the last thing I want to mention is uh, we have an, a fully battery electric powered uh, excavator. New thing is it can operate the whole day, eight hours, uh, and it can be charged. It uses a new, new battery technology from, from a company called Chrysal, uh, which, uh, which John Deere acquired very recently, uh, acquired a majority stake on very recently, and we're very excited to be bringing that technology technology out. It's, it's in prototype form, but it's going to be able to be purchased uh, pretty soon from a John Deere dealer. You think about robotics, computer vision, optical systems have in general been used in factories in the past, right? So factories are today very automated, and uh, robotics are used quite extensively. It's a very structured environment. Everything is exactly the same, right? And as robots are kind of graduating from the factory, the next natural place is to go to areas like farming, which I call semi-structured. Right, the, the plants are all grown in rows. They are all are seeded at the same time. There isn't a, a lot of uh, extraneous things uh, so a farm is 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 a unit where you can operate without anybody else being there in, in some ways it's kind of like an outdoors factory right you need to do, deal with a lot more unexpected things there's weeds there's disease there's a lot of things uh lighting that changes throughout the day but it's a great place to as robots graduate from the factory find this semi-structured environment where it's not like driving in the middle of a city or or, or or trying to navigate on a show like this where there's a lot of people, right? It's uh, it's you know what you're going to encounter. It's going to be plants that are planted in rows and there's machine that is specialized. So it's a natural place to graduate. And by the way, construction has also some of those uh, same elements. So I, I think what uh, you can find uh, it's going to happen next is is that construction is going to be the next big area where this starts to happen. Hi, my name is Tyler Rather, I'm the CTO of Spartan
5: Radar here at CES, and it's really exciting to see the change in automotive. Um, like our company with a focus on software, we're seeing more and more companies adopt this mindset that we can do more with the hardware on the vehicles, as well as change the behavior to really uh, you know, tackle these challenging scenarios, for both ADAS and future autonomy, um, where eventually the car will be driving itself. So working with you know, many of these people here, we're starting to see them embrace the software-defined vehicle because it makes it easier to configure and add our software. So with partnerships like Wipro, we can containerize the software and just drop it in like an app and make it easy. Yeah, the hardware that's out there is amazing. Um, how much radar has progressed uh, with both the old and the new companies. Um, it's the resolution's getting better. It's getting, you know, less power and cheaper. And what our software can do is really squeeze out a lot more performance so you don't have to keep adding more and more hardware or more processing. So with that partnership, we can really extend the usability and the applicability of those sensors. I think we're seeing a lot more people move to that, yes, software is going to be the big thing in automotive coming up. It's no longer just going to be little widgets here and there that we plug in. It's going to take over. Uh, We're seeing many OEMs shift to even like subscription bases or letting you add features. And so you got to move to software. Uh, So definitely seeing more people we're working with, not just asking for, you know, like a single algorithm, but saying, hey, how can we make this an adaptive system?
6: Uh, Welcome to Central Automotive's uh, booth at CES for 2023. We're excited to have you here and uh, would love to show you a little bit about our vehicles. Uh, Let's start with with our new newest edition. This is a class eight heavy duty semi truck. But here's the difference. It's hydrogen fuel cell. So hydrogen fuel cell is a big game changer for us. Uh, We've been dedicated to all electric vehicles, but we know that for some customers, they need that longer range. So this is class eight, it will deliver with the hydrogen fuel cell a range of 187 miles on on one tank and of course we can can change that range by adding additional tanks. Uh, This is really exciting for us, it has a payload of 81,000. So we're super excited to bring it here to CES and the reaction has been quite good. Um, Happy to show you a little bit more if you'd like. Um, We're not a one hit wonder. We like to say that we have a, well, we like to say, we have something for everybody. Uh, And for the first time, we're showing all of our vehicles under one roof. Uh, We're actually the largest commercial electric vehicle manufacturer uh, today, Uh, but we never stop. So here, for example, is our autonomous offering. This is called the iChassis 100. We also have it available in an 80. Uh, This is, carries two tons. And this can be whatever the imagination would allow you to, to make it. It could be delivering parcels, and it is actually delivering parcels right now in some locations. Uh, it can be uh, last mile delivery. It could be moving in a warehouse. You, you name it, it's there. And these vehicles add productivity, efficiency, and more than that, safety. They offer autonomously. Uh, they work uh, with our, our hardware or software, or they can be integrated with the end user's hardware software quite fascinating quite fun and I think it's really going to change the way we see autonomy come into the commercial space Uh, we know that there's so many companies that have been trying to do it with passenger vehicles but we actually believe that the right spot for autonomy is within the commercial sector so that's where our focus is we also have an iChassis 1000 uh, which is kind of the big brother to all this and we take a step over here and I'll show it to you Um, Vehicle of some sort? We designed this to kind of work in a multimodal uh, atmosphere. So, this has been designed for uh, operating seaports and train yards, uh, can carry brake uh, bulk goods, even military uh, uses. So, this has a payload of 33,000 pounds and uh, it can tow 154,000 pounds. Quite a beast, quite a monster, and we're so excited to bring it to market.
7: Yeah, hi, I'm Julian Broadbent, the CEO of Applied EV. Uh, we're here at CES 2023, and our company is showing some really cool technology that makes autonomous vehicles be commercialised and be part of our lives. Um, our core technology is electronics and software, but it really, it really makes most sense when it's a solution. And what you're looking at behind me here is a couple of fully autonomous vehicles um, that can deliver groceries to your door, They can deliver packages to your house or your business. Um, It's a pretty exciting time. Um, I think what people are gonna be really excited about is we'll be one of the first companies to to make this happen. Um, Our business model is really built around working closely with automakers, closely with tier ones, but the thing everyone's really excited about is our digital backbone, uh, which is our core technology. I think the age of free money is now over. I think it's put a real stimulus into the industry to get commercial, which is obviously great for customers and great to see the technology finally hit the streets. Um, Yeah, we feel like there's a real sense of urgency here at CES compared to other years. It's less end of the rainbow and much more, how do we actually get this commercial? And I think uh, there's a lot more partnership uh, to make that happen. There's a lot more interaction between uh, organizations that might have seen an opportunity have a lot more vertical um, integration rather than the horizontal. So yeah, it's, a, it's got a really good vibe at the moment the show, everyone's really collaborative. Um, and I'd say that there's a lot of energy to actually stop talking about autonomous technology and actually make it happen. So you know you'll see it, you'll see it happen in some traditional vehicles. Uh, but as I mentioned before, these vehicles here, these have no driver, they have no steering wheel. Um, The software allows them to be bi-directional. They can do cool tricks like, you know, change one end, the front can be one day this end and another moment this end. Can do four wheel steer and all sorts of things that a a normal vehicle can't do. So yeah, I I think really that there's a big change up in
8: the industry. Hello, my name is Mike Battaglia and I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at Blink Charging. Coming to you from the show floor at the 2023 CES, And we are really excited to be here. It's our second year in a row of attending CES. And we are releasing five new products for the EV charging market here at the show. Uh, One of the most exciting ones is right behind me. It's called the Blink Vision. And this is a combination of point of sale advertising in a parking lot coupled with dual AC level two 80 amp 19.2 kilowatt charging stations what does that mean it just means that they're very fast chargers that you can use while you're shopping or while you're at uh, any place of business that has one of these chargers and obviously there's going to be advertising on that screen we're also releasing uh, some international products so products for the latin american market uh, products for the european market and even products for the two-wheeler and three-wheeler market principally in latin america as well as the asia pacific region so there's lots of electric bikes three-wheelers things like that last mile delivery so we are releasing chargers that actually uh, address that market as well Uh, one of the exciting really exciting developments for blink is that we are introducing a brand new dc fast charging line that is built by blink this is a 30 kilowatt dc fast charger that can either be pedestal mounted or wall mounted and then soon after that we're gonna be coming out with a 180 kilowatt unit as well. So Blink is an end-to-end EV charging company. We have the hardware, we have the software, we have the installation services, and we have the -the state-of-the-art network that we just released a few months ago that powers all of these charging stations coast to coast as well as in the 20 plus countries that we operate in globally. So we're extremely excited again to be here uh, and there's a bright future ahead in the EV charging industry.
9: My name is Gordon Cook and I'm the General Manager of the Automotive Connectivity Business Unit. We're here at CES 2023. And what my business unit does and what our team does here is uh, we've got the opportunity to really drive a lot of the wireless uh, capability that Corvo brings into the industry, uh, particularly with cell phones. So we've been in the cell phone industry for years and years and we do a lot of that technology and what we've been able to do is take much of that and now make that AECQ 100 or 200 for the automotive industry. And what that really means is to be able to come up with products and components that make wireless work within a car for the extra quality and temperature requirements that the OEMs have. Um, Some of the key things that we work on are things like ultra-wideband, which is uh, essentially short-wave communication or short-range communication for car to car. Uh, And this is also rolling out in uh, automobiles as well. Uh, for uh, uh, what's called secure access. And that's really where that works with your phone and your phone becomes a, uh, essentially a key fob for your car. Now, some of the other things that we do are Wi-Fi for in-car as well as 4G and 5G capability where, once again, we're able to leverage a lot of the intellectual property that Corvo's been doing for any number of years in some of the leading handset manufacturers. And we're able to bring that into the car to really enable the wireless car for the future, which is truly the smart car of the future. And and we're just excited to be able to participate that and uh, to be able to leverage a lot of the learnings and expertise and capability that we have as a company into that environment. Probably the two biggest trends that we're seeing right now, of course, there's a lot of talk about autonomous driving and I think that's a number of the years in the future. However, uh, the industry is planning that out right now. And so if you think about autonomous driving, there's a lot of wireless communication that has to happen every single second. Um, and so there's a great opportunity. There, there really needs to be a big pipe of communication up into the cloud, if you will, and so we're we're getting ahead of that with some of the 4G and, frankly, 5G, and even looking at some of the 6G type of technology, what's going to be required in the car? So not just you know the lower bands below 6 gigahertz, but even into the millimeter wave bands. And those are the things that we have to think about. Some of the here and now items are, in particular, you're going to hear a lot more in the press in the coming days about what's called smart key, which is ultra-wideband, which is a fancy word for... Um, taking some spectrum that exists already below six gigahertz and coming up with a very secure way to access your car so for example uh, I want to be able to walk up to my car my car recognizes that's me it's not anybody else and within a certain boundary with my phone the car will automatically unlock the door so I'm not just unlocking all the doors just one door which is closest to me for security and only I can do that there's no opportunity for a relay attack Um, One of the other uh, things that we're seeing in the industry for wireless is in particular is in 5G. Um, And what that is, is, so for example, if I wanna be able to have services come into my car such as Spotify or any other kind of geographic services such as navigation, where I wanna do say a subscription based with my car when I buy the car, you're gonna need more and more powerful um, wireless capabilities. So think of it as a bigger pipeline to the sky with more data rate. Uh, so that I can enable those services into my car. But beyond that, truly, the car is becoming such an environment that people are becoming, they're beginning to expect the capability of my cell phone and more into the car. And of course, that environment is going to, you're going to see a lot more innovation in the car for that user experience. And that's going to by necessitate and by definition will necessitate um, a bigger and bigger pipe to the cloud as well as a pipe to be able to talk to my devices such as my cell phone between that and the car.
10: I'm Brian Critchfield, I'm with here with Airgain, I'm the vice president of global marketing. A uh, little bit about Airgain, we're a wireless company and we specialize in simplifying wireless connectivity. We have actually three areas of our business. Airgain embedded is all of our embedded components that help you build an IoT product or a connected product you want to bring to market. We have AirGain Integrated, which is more of our off-the-shelf products that integrate all of our technologies into one. And then we have AirGain Antenna Plus, which is all of our external antennas. We have both our IoT antennas as well as our fleet antennas. One of the big things we're announcing here at the show We have some specialized expertise in fixed wireless access. So if you want to uh, either build a fixed wireless access device, you want to bring one to market, you need some help designing that. We have three options that we offer. Number one, we do a lot of the antenna arrays within fixed wireless access devices. We're kind of a leader in that. We've got dozens of implementations across the world with with those. Also if you've already implemented fixed wireless access devices, uh, we help enhance the signal. We have a hybrid type model where we bring in an external antenna that really enhances the signal. Our big announcement here at the show, though, is that we just announced a reference design. If you want to design your own fixed wireless access device from the ground up, we have the whole reference design along with the bill of materials. We have a full software stack, uh, management stack you can use with that. And we've also built an easy installation kit. It comes with mobile app, allows you to point your your device in the right direction to make sure you maximize your signal. Also comes with an external power source. Really excited to announce that if you're a a Tier 2, Tier 3, and looking to really build your own device we can help you with that too as well so that's us at Aragon. ev charging is really a niche that we've really carved out uh, we, we we have embedded modems which is a uh, really a, a key key product line of ours what we do is we actually take a, a module a, 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 a wireless module we put it on a board and we actually do all of the uh, electronics within that board to get it end device certified with that When we go through that certification process, it means that you don't have to. So if you're building a device like an EV charging station, uh, you don't have to go through certification with Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T. We've already done that. You just buy our modem, you plug it in. With EV charging stations, they're kind of at that perfect storm right now. You've got government funding, you've got automakers that are building EVs, and then also you've got that consumer demand. The real bottleneck is the charging stations and the charging network. EV charging companies are trying to get product to market as quickly as possible, and they're leveraging our modems because it shortens that time to market. makes it almost you know it shortens from 18 months, maybe down to three to six months. So that's why we found kind of that niche and we're doing extremely well there. We've actually showing, uh, we're showing
11: here um, some EV charging stations in our booth here at CES. I'm Kobe Marenko, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Alve. Alve is a semiconductors company on the automotive tech space. We are uh, providing chips for uh, imaging radar. Imaging radar is a radar that uh, can generate a full picture of the environment, almost as good as the camera, but with all of the advantages of radar that can work in any weather, any lighting condition, up to a very long range, and also detect the Doppler, the actual movement of the objects and not just uh, calculate it. With our radar, our customers, the OEMs can build a full perception based just on the radar, what we call the full free space mapping. So our AI stack on top of the radar knows to analyze the environment and uh, to take uh, the car safely on the road uh, no matter what uh, is up there. If there is uh, pedestrians, if there is bicycles, if there is motorcycles, all of them are mapped in real time by our radar that says to the car where it's drivable and where it's not. In this uh, CS, we are launching a, a full 360 degrees perception based just on the radar. Six radars mounted on the car, giving a full 360 degrees perception, free space mapping for that. As we see, the main trend of uh, CES this year is, I think, uh, a new uh, realistic thinking about autotech. So if in the past CS was about autonomous driving, about robotaxis, things that can uh, be maybe uh, working by the end of the decade, this year I think it's coming back from level four to level two plus, which is something that is realistic, achievable, affordable, and would be in a majority of the cars that will be in the market in the second half of the decade. And for that, I think we have uh, the best solution for perception.
12: Hi, I'm Rich Kohler with Bosch. I've been with Bosch for 25 years as the Director of Marketing for Powertrain Solutions. And we're here today with our space car. And what's cool about the space car, it shows, of course, all, a lot of the best components that we're providing today but it it also gives a concept called sense, think, act. And what you see in red are all the different sensors that the vehicle uses to sense its environment. Inertial sensors, LiDAR, radar, um, wheel speed sensors, speed sensors, thermal sensors. So all this information is coming in. Then you have boxes, think, Lots of engine con- of different controllers. In fact, the average vehicle has a hundred different controllers in vehicle. Once the thought's done, then it's time to act. So whether it's uh, something as simple as a window lift motor, or we have up here fuel cell energy provider, or in the back we have our. Uh, E-axle, so all of the motion from an electric vehicle, we provide all of the components related to that. Same with braking, steering, all of this, controlled by electronics, sensors, thinking and acting. So what are we focused on today? We're trying to bring all of these systems together to think together as one. So instead of a different system, a different thinker or control box for each system, a central system that can combine all of that information together on a single bus, talk to the cloud, bring data in and out of the car, update functionality, update for any issues that might occur, And for that, we try to provide open source software to our subsidiary, ETAS, and that way we can bring it all together as one system. So, you know, what are the biggest trends? Of course, electrification, huge trend. And Bosch is all in with inverters and e-axles, charger converters, we have a new charge cable that we're providing, uh, a full, portfolio of fuel cell and hydrogen technologies, uh, so electrification and, and sustainability, is it's a big issue for us, it's a big issue for everybody. And then of course software and software services, and that starts at the development cycle. We're offering services that increase the speed and reduce the cost of the development cycle and then follow through the life of the vehicle so that you can update software live on the air, over the air, on the road. Um, Of course, the automation continues of the vehicle. Um, Not my area of expertise, but certainly something we've introduced LIDAR now to the game, Uh, and even in-vehicle, right? So in-vehicle infotainment, how we give information to the consumer or to the driver in a way that's not overbearing. It gives good information, is visually pleasing. Uh, these are all big uh, trends in the industry.
13: So, hi, I'm Alexander Georgievich. I'm director at Bosch for Ridecare Solutions. And um, we have a new product here which is the Ridecare Companion, uh, basically it's a solution we uh, offer now for the segment of ride-tailing. Um, it's adding a new safety layer for, for the segment, for drivers and for riders, uh, for both of them. And what we do is, um, we have uh, basically we have this little button here. Uh, if you click it, actually you can place it wherever you want in the vehicle. And if you click it, it's connected to um, the camera. Um, via Bluetooth, and then a ticket is created uh, for an operator, and then an operator can really dive into the situation, look what's in the vehicle. We have special, uh, special safety protocols. Uh, and then, um, if you look into the vehicle, we can kind of uh, decide then, for example, to send an ambulance. Let's say, um, as it is in the right-handing context, let's say your passenger as a driver, your passenger has an issue, maybe a mental, um, 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 uh, a physical issue or a heart attack or whatever. Uh, we can actually send that an ambulance and we, also the operator would stay in the situation as long as the situation is not solved, um, so you really get this um, help, this active help from the outside if uh, something in the vehicle happens. Um, so this is our USB, um, our main uh, differentiator for the solution. Um, so basically I think we all see that mobility gets more and more important. So I don't buy a vehicle but I, I buy mobility. And this is the trend Bosch um, is also jumping on and we as a team wanted to, to have a service for. Um, and. This service is actually meant to also lower the barriers, maybe if you drive at night um, or um, as a driver, but also as a passenger. So if if something happens, you just have more uh, transparency about everything what is happening. And to to increase, let's say, maybe also the strength of mobility and um, usage of mobility also in all sorts of situations, maybe also at night for example, Um, This is an additional layer of safety which can provide. So this is really uh, helping to maybe also boost a little bit the the industry. At least that's that's our target.
14: (laughs) I'm Aaron, CEO and founder of Point One Navigation. We are working on high precision localization, meaning we tell devices where they are to 10 centimeters of accuracy. Uh, This is used in all kinds of applications from driver assistance to automated lawn mowers to everything used in survey, and really is changing what people can do with traditional GPS and all kinds of other uh, systems out there. We are happy to be sponsoring one of the teams in the Indy Racing Challenge here at CES. Uh, The team from Hawaii, uh, they are using some of our positioning technology on their vehicle. uh, And this is just a really incredible program because not only are these cars pushing the absolute limits of what you can do on a vehicle and frankly, with the technology that eventually will be in production cars. But it's also giving the students, frankly, an amazing opportunity to be involved in something early in their careers. And, you know, I got my start looking at this back in the DARPA Grand Challenge days when I was in university. Uh, So I'm really happy that we're extending that same type of opportunity to students who are working on this today uh, in their university program. Uh, it's a really important thing for developing future vehicles that will be safer uh, more convenient and uh, it's just really exciting to see
15: hello and welcome to ces 2023 Uh, i am chuck gershman uh, co-founder and ceo at al autonomous imaging or al ai and we are here in the west hall uh, booth number 7318 and we're showing our uh, thermal ranging technology So today um, we are showing how our technology can be applied to ADAS systems, uh, driver assist safety systems, and we're specifically demonstrating how uh, thermal technology is idealized for pedestrian detection, avoidance, and braking systems, and and which is a significant problem in the industry um, or in the world today. Um, We have seen uh, pedestrian deaths Uh, from vehicular accidents increased dramatically over the last 10 years a 59 percent increase in pedestrian fatalities and this is in contrast to all other accident related issues uh, associated with vehicles which have been actually decreasing due to safety systems so addressing the pedestrian system um, safety system um, is really highly important so how do we do that here at AL? well we use thermal based cameras which are able to see the same during the day as they do at night. And seeing at night is a big issue. 76% of the pedestrians that are that are killed are killed in nighttime incidents. We don't know the difference between night and day. It all looks the same to us. Um, in addition, we also have issues um, driving with, um, uh, with weather conditions or with blinding light. Um, all of these types of phenomena, again, are invisible to thermal cameras. So we do not see blinding light. We just, um, and we do not, we see quite well in the rain, in the snow, in the sleet, in the fog. We see in dust and we see in smoke. So we take that thermal capability and we add to that a computer vision, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning capability, which is some of what's uh, over my shoulder here to the right. And what we do with that is we are able to extract or identify um, objects of interest. What are also referred to as vulnerable road users. And when I say extract them, what we do is we identify them. We give them a bounding box, and then we measure how far away they are from the vehicle. And we provide all of that data to computer systems, which are able to then react to that data and determine um, the necessity to avoid a pedestrian, to slow down for a pedestrian, or to brake for a pedestrian. So then the final thing that we're we're showing here today um, at the show is some testing that we just completed against the very thing that I just described. So a few weeks before CES, we took our uh, systems, mounted them on production grade vehicles with computer systems and went to Detroit, Michigan to um, a key automotive test track called ACM. We set up test parameters specific to uh, NHTSA's latest and greatest nighttime testing procedures Um, and we used uh, dummy systems, Um, little child dummies, referred to uh, uh, as Timmy, and we set Timmy up, we waited for the sun to set, we lined the car up, we turned the camera on, we connected it to the computer, connected to the braking system, revved up the engine 45 miles down the test track, when Timmy was became, um, a, the system became aware of Timmy, it identified him, it notified the computer saw it, brake for the car, brake for Timmy 12 times without running over Timmy. This same test has been done numerous times this year using other modalities like visual cameras and radar, which worked during the day, but at night, poor little Timmy went flying. So for those of you who aren't able to join us here at the show um, this week, You can find us online at www.owlai.us. That's www.owlai.us. And on our website, you can see many of the video, we can take you to many of the videos that, that that we're showing here, as well as a series of thought leadership white papers that discuss our technology in detail the regulatory requirements um, that are now being put in place by um, the US uh, Department of Transportation and and other things. So please, if you can't join us here,
7: we'll see you online. Thanks again. I'm Jason Devitt, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Compound Eye. Uh, Our company has developed a new approach to 3D sensing and perception using only cameras. Uh, The input to our technology is a stream of video from two or more automotive grade image sensors, and the output is a dense, point cloud. Uh, A depth at every pixel of the input video data and also a class label at every point. And our goal is to provide a fully redundant alternative to sensing technologies like LiDAR and radar. And in many cases, we think that this kind of camera-based perception system is all that you need. Uh, The company has customers in automotive, in defense, in robotics, and uh, we're delighted to be here at CES this week, where we're exhibiting is as guests of the US Army. Hi, I'm Trevor Kerwood, Director of Partnerships
16: with Shiva.ai. What is Shiva.ai? In-car transactions via the car infotainment screen, enabled by a precise geolocation technology. So it tells where your car is within two meters, or think of a car lane. What that means is you can purchase gas, charge your EV, parking via parking meters, or a parking garage uh, gate uh, curbside pickup or retail uh, drive through what we'll do with this, let's say you're looking for gas, you get into your car, you activate your digital wallet, your profile in the car that often you see with uh, OEMs have nowadays, go to a gas station. Previously, so You might say, oh, you're at the Shell station 100 Main Street. Our technology says you're at Pump 7 at the Shell station at 100 Main Street. Do you want gas? Yes, no. Say yes. Obviously the payment is activated via the, via the digital wallet that's attached to the driver, but also the gas pump is now activated. Fewer taps, no apps, no hardware for the gas station as well that they need to install in their built world. You get out, you still have to pump the gas, unfortunately. You fill your tank with gas, drive away, and you have a digital receipt in your wallet. Uh, saves time, better driver experience, helps the OEM market monetize the driver experience and understand a little bit more about their drivers as well.
17: Hey, I'm Tony Chris, the CMO at Robison Robotics, and welcome to our trade show booth at CES 2023. Um, Our mission here at Robison is to make life more fun with robots. And part of that is our goal to bring some of your favorite characters from the screen into reality. So you'll see here we have Optimus Prime from the Transformers. Over here on my left, we have the world's only prototype of a partnership that we've done with Pixar, which is bringing the Robesend Buzz Lightyear robot to life. So, some of the other things that you may not know about our robots is that all of them are programmable. There's three different types of programming. There's basic programming, intermediate, and advanced programming. And some of the basic programming we're doing are good for kids ages four and above. So, lots of things that you could do with our robots that are more than just meets the eye. And some of the things that we take very seriously with our mission of bringing products from the screen to reality is the fact that we want to make your experience and interaction with the robots as real as possible. So what does that mean? It's a couple things. I mean, one, if you take a look at some of our products, we make the colors and the materials and the finishes as real as and as ultra as authentic as possible. Other things are like the mobility and stability of the, the microchips and the motors that we have inside. We want to give it a very real, authentic type of physical uh, interaction with the robot. And also, you know, as in our partnership with, with Pixar, working with Chris Evans to give you uh, the actual voice, um, the voice dialogue with our, with our robots. Or in working with our Transformers robots, partnering up with Peter Cullen to get the real voice actor to engage and have a voice dialogue with you, with our robots.
18: Hi, my name is Chai Rutman. I am the VP of Business Development and Marketing at Cognata. Pleasure to meet you all. At Cognata, we do simulation for autonomous vehicles. Basically, we do we help companies, OEM, P1, sensor makers, who are developing either the all autonomous vehicle or just part of it, to reach the market safer, better, and a lot cheaper using our simulation platform. Here at CES, we chose to bring a lot of our newest stuff and to create like a showcase of demonstration and I will be happy to walk you through of some of the things that we do. So about six years ago we started with loud scale validation and simulation for autonomous vehicles. This is our main product. We support our, our customers with regulatory testing and making sure that they will be able to meet whatever they need in order to reach the market faster and safer. In addition just about a few um, Two years ago, we have introduced our off-road simulation, which is basically similar to the on-road, only with an unstructured road and a lot more challenging land conditions. We are working there with a great success. Here, we also have brought a device, we call it a driver in a loop, which enables you to actually drive on our simulation and really understand all the issues and, and hardness that, that autonomous vehicle have to cope with in order to reach the market faster and safer. Now, walk with me. This is something very exciting that we have announced today. Our uh, cooperation with Microsoft around autonomous driving perception art, which is basically virtual engineering uh, tech It enables us to help our customers to evaluate and assess sensors with our simulation platform, meaning to try to take the best sensor possible without having to order it first. And only once realizing what sensor is most suitable for their needs, asking the, the our sensor partners to bring them their sensor for evaluation It is totally exciting and we've also shared some of our we've also shared some of our space with our partner xylon around multi-sensor here this is rodan our partner and he's also introducing our cost xylon and cognata's cost reduction here solution which is based out of cognata simulation working with Zylon technology and uh, hardware, which is super exciting for us. And thank you for uh, joining us at CES. And the last thing, and this is the reason why I'm holding this prize so proudly, is our Metaverse for smart cities that we just won CES Innovation Award Honorary. And this is all around safety. So we've taken part of our technology, which is around digital twin, creating uh, representation of urban of in, in cities. And now we are focusing around Vision Zero projects, how to reduce the number of casualties by using our simulation in order to understand what create casualties and how to solve it. Totally excited about it, and this is something that we are just right now introduced. So thank you so much. So
19: we, we effectively power small, uh, medium, and large businesses to have a, a fleet of vehicles. So instead of having to go out and say, hey, we got this much more passive jobs here this week, we need to go buy this many more vehicles, you can hop on our app, uh, go out there, go to one, 10, Hundreds of trucks on your fleet, you know, either one market or across the U.S. So, you know, within that, we really power our businesses to have the right vehicle for the right job whenever they need it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Well, I think consumer behavior is changing. Um, within it, you know, e-commerce has been growing. COVID accelerated it, and the way people shop is is changing from a place where I mean, you drive to a store, grab your goods, and come back to your house. Now, now you're looking at ordering things on your phone and expecting to have it delivered to your house within days or even hours. And so within that, you know, we're really focused on how do we help businesses get the right size vehicle to be able to make those deliveries cost-effectively and really enabling that consumer behavior change of people ordering around their phone having it delivered to their door. Hi, uh, my
20: name is Kevin Szymanski. I'm a general manager at analog devices in the Automotive Electrification and Sustainability Group. Behind us here at CES this year, we're showcasing lots of technology uh, that is trending in the marketplace for a clean, safe, uh, and very connected uh, vehicle experience. One of the highlights we have is our, our press release, our partnership with Seeing Machines. The technology in this particular product is focused on the IR LED driver where Seeing Machines' expertise is on the AI, the processing and enhancing the, the vehicle with regards to its ability to recognize consumers. Our technology is primarily focused on enabling Seeing Machines to have a very compact and small solution to enable the technology to be adopted in the vehicle. In the vehicle, what's what showcased right underneath the mirror, you can see there's an IR sensor. Our products are enable that to be very, very small, very compact, and our technology allows it to be placed anywhere. With our GMSL our product line, our GMSL is our high-speed video link. The challenge in the industry is basically routing that camera to various locations in the vehicle over a long cable. Our technology allows that cable to be small and power over that cable, such that when when the very high current requirements for the LED driver are needed, they don't dissipate across that cable. Market trends for driver monitoring and occupant monitoring. Is expanding. We expect at least by 20, by 20, 30, 50 percent of the vehicles to have some type of system for a safe and effective car for, for the consumers. You know, we're happy to basically showcase this to the to the our, our technology and our partnership with Seeing Machines, and we we've been working with them for about five to six years, and we have multiple generations uh, with them in their products to enable them to be successful and enable ADI to be successful. Europe is really taking the lead on the uh, on the Euro NCAP, and the, there's another standard with regards to safety. Uh, for basically minimizing accidents, distracted drivers, long haul events. So with that with that trend and that need in autonomous moving forward, uh, that's what's really driving the technology. With, with regards to the IR driver technology that we have, it's evolving as well. There are LEDs and there's also Vixel technology. And our, our job is to basically stay ahead and enable those technologies. When they come into the vehicle, they start at you know, a, high, a high cost, and our job is to make everything compact, small, um, and, and partner with our, our, our customers to make sure that so the adoption, when the, year, when, when the regulations come in, isn't a burden on the OEMs.
21: Hi, I'm Praveen Penmetzer. I'm the CEO of Monarch Tractor. At Monarch Tractor, we're building an all-electric, autonomous, smart tractor. The reason for this is a lot of our farmers are facing challenges with increasing diesel costs. They are unable to find labor, and also more and more they have to provide data to all of us consumers on where our food comes from and how it was grown. So the fantastic thing about Distractor is from hour one farmers can really save a lot of money across all of these fronts and with it being all electric the great thing for farmers and for consumers is today we know more about our DoorDash delivery person and a lot less about how our food was grown. It's time for us to fix that. And the sensors on the camera that you see, whether it's the camera, the uh, the sensors on the tractor that you see, the cameras that we have, the GPS and everything else, will actually allow you to see how your food was grown and connect a direct connection between the farmer and the end consumer. And again, the goal here is if we can actually create that connection, the farmer gets to make more money because they can use that data for certifications. They can use that data to showcase to the To the end consumer how they have grown the food and from a consumer standpoint we get traceability we know where our food came from when was it harvested what chemicals were used etc and all of that makes the ecosystem better the goal here is make farmers more profitable and make the food ecosystem more sustainable so then your question might be why are we here at ces (laughs) and the amazing thing is if you heard today's keynote speech today was given by the ceo of john deere The whole ag industry and farm equipment industry is at a point of transformation, and CES very often is the lead indicator for industries that are about to transform. A lot of the technologies that you see on the tractor are things that we take for granted on our cars, but something that farmers don't have access to. When we have cruise control, why is it that farmers don't have access to that on their tractors today, especially the small tractors? The other common question that we get is, why a small tractor? And the reason is, this is the most commonly used mechanization tool in farming the world over. This is a tractor that American farmers can use. Farmers in Napa, Sonoma, California, dairy farms around the country, etc. they all use this size of a tractor. And then on top of that, this is also the size of tractor that is used by farmers in China, in India, in other parts of Asia, Africa, Europe, et cetera. So by building a tractor that is electric, autonomous, and smart in this class, we are building a solution for farmers the world over so that they can start to be more profitable and start to change their operations to be more sustainable. And once we start doing this, we can change how our food ecosystem is, and you and I can have more food security at lower cost. The industry has, has, has been under tremendous pressure over the last three or four years. And the reason for this is COVID has actually made the whole labor shortages in fruits and vegetables and farming even worse, number one. Number two is we have all now realized the effect of chemicals on our soil and also on our food and our health. So now there's regulations on the kind of chemicals that can be used on the farm, on the fruits to improve our health and to improve the soil health. But all these things are causing a tremendous pressure on farmers who still have to produce the fruits and vegetables and get revenue from them. So how do you do it when you're being uh, asked to report your emissions from your diesel tractors, when you're asked to reduce your chemicals usage on the farm and you have no labor? Hi, I'm Michael Daganji. I'm Executive Vice President with Acina.
1: And we are a company that makes IMUs, INSs and RTK products uh, for the automotive and the agricultural and industrial market. We also make a line of products that are exciting for the uh, power sensing uh, market where the wide band gap market needs a current sensor that would match their technology needs. So we make products along that lines and they're all automotive qualified type products. to tell you about our company, our company's been around uh, for at least uh, uh, through the, the years of uh, 2015 through 2023, of course. And our company is very exciting because we're dealing with the ADS type market for automotive in the automotive space. Our product uh, we have that's in the market today, which we're, we're shipping in volume to one of the major uh, companies right now, Uh, in the automotive space is what's called our INS-401. And this INS-401 is basically a functional safety ASIL-B product that works with LiDAR, radar, and cameras, where when the radar and the LiDAR and a camera are like a perception product, like your eyes, your eyes blink a little bit. Well, when they blink, basically our product takes over because it has a software system that deals with inertial measurement units, RTK positioning, and GNSS positioning on the market. So it's kind of like you're riding a bicycle, you get a little sand in your eyes. Well, this, this product basically is the product that backs it up, takes care of it, and as you're riding a bicycle, keeps you level and keeps you going. So we're a company that really is really the last bastion for the L4, L5 type technologies that are coming down the pipe. So that's uh, what we are and that's how, we're, how we make our products. We make our products from around the world and we're delivering products in a high volume to all automotive uh, customers and industrial market customers.